0: Judges chapter 7 verse 1. Then Jerobal, who is Gideon, and all the people that were with him rose up early and pitched beside Enharad. And the camp of Midian was on the north side of them by Gibeath Moreh in the valley. The Midianites are camped in the valley, which makes them easy to watch. And Gideon's Israelites are looking down on them from the north. Gideon has a nickname, his community nicknamed him Jerobal, because he said that Baal can fend for himself. 2 And the Lord said unto Gideon, The people that are with thee are too many for me, to give the Midianites into their hand, lest Israel vaunt themselves against me, saying, My own hand hath saved me. This is one of the reasons why God always picks the weakest, so that humans cannot take the credit. And what God is telling Gideon is, If I let you fight the Midianites, With an army this big, the Israelites will never believe that I am the one who won their battle. So we are going to have to whittle it down. We are going to have to give you a really tiny army. And then they will know that I am the one who fought. 3 Now therefore, make proclamation in the ears of the people saying, Whosoever is fearful and trembling, let him return and depart early from Mount Gilead. Now this had happened before. When one of the battles that Moses went into, the Lord said the same thing that we need to let everybody go home who's afraid, then let everybody go home who just bought property, let everybody go home who just got a wife, let them have all these excuses so that we have a really small army, so that I get all the glory for this win. And there returned of the people 20 and 2,000, and there remained 10,000. There were 32,000 soldiers, but 22,000 went home out of fear. And that's great, because that's what God wanted. It's interesting how God never forces anybody to do anything. He doesn't force us to repent. He doesn't force us to have faith. He doesn't force us to fight. He always lets us make our own choice, and that's wonderful about him. Because God hates violence in general, and the only reason he ever had the Israelites fight was to wipe out people who were way more violent than they were. But because he hates violence in general, he never forces anybody to be a soldier. 4. And the Lord said unto Gideon, The people are yet too many. Bring them down unto the water, and I will try them for thee there. And it shall be that of whom I say to thee, This shall go with thee, the same shall go with thee. And of whomsoever I say unto thee, This shall not go with thee, the same shall not go. The Lord is saying, Take them to drink water, and I'm going to show you which ones I've picked and which ones I haven't picked to fight. 5 So he brought down the people unto the water, and the Lord said unto Gideon, Everyone that lappeth of the water with his tongue, as a dog lappeth, him shall thou set by himself. Likewise, everyone that boweth down upon his knees to drink. The soldiers drinking don't know what the Lord is saying to Gideon. He's telling Gideon, Pay attention to who draws the water up to their mouth with their hand. That's called lapping. God wants to separate the lappers from the ones who drink straight in the prone position with their lips. Six, and the number of them that lapped putting their hand to their mouth was 300 men, but all the rest of the people bowed down upon their knees to drink water. Fewer people lap. God is choosing the fewer number of people, and this has nothing to do with the character of those people. It's simply that He wants the smallest number possible. He picks the group of people that are in the minority. Only 300 are in the minority, the lappers. 7. And the Lord said unto Gideon, By the 300 men that lapped will I save you, and deliver the Midianites into thy hand, and let all the people go every man unto his place. So let all the rest go home. 8. So they took the victuals of the people in their hand, and their horns, and he sent all the men of Israel, every man unto his tent, but retained the three hundred men. And the camp of Midian was beneath him in the valley. He is looking down on the camp, which I think is kind of cool because it's easier to look down on your enemy than to look up at your enemy. And he said, let the soldiers who are going home leave their food with the ones who are going to fight, and leave their horns their trumpets behind as well now this is interesting because it's going to leave a very small number of men with a very large number of trumpets nine and it came to pass the same night that the lord said unto him arise get thee down upon the camp for i have delivered it into thy hand the lord is telling gideon to go down and fight and this is nighttime this is all god's plan and you'll see how it unfolds 10 but if thou fear to go down go thou with pura thy servant down to the camp. 11. And thou shalt hear what they say, and afterward shall thy hands be strengthened to go down upon the camp. God is telling Gideon, I'm going to build your faith and give you more courage by having you go down and listen to what the Midianites are saying about you. Then went he down with Purah his servant unto the uttermost part of the armed men that were in the camp. They went up to the men that they're actually armed to fight. But they didn't go deep into the camp. They stayed as close to the edge of the camp as possible so that they could run away quickly. 12. Now the Midianites and the Amalekites and all the children of the east lay along in the valley like locusts for multitude. It's just hyperbole. It isn't lying. It's just exaggerating to make a point. There were so many of them that might as well have been like locusts. And their camels were without number as the sand which is upon the seashore for multitude. And that's also hyperbole. It's just saying that there were so many camels there might as well have been as many camels as the sand on the seashore. 13 and when Gideon was come behold there was a man telling a dream unto his fellow and saying behold I dreamed a dream and lo a cake of barley bread tumbled into the camp of Midian. Now that means the Israelites because it's the Israelites who eat barley bread. It's one of their main breads tumbled into the camp of Midian, and came unto the tent, and smote it that it fell, and turned it upside down, that the tent lay flat. He saying the barley bread which is the Israelites just fell into our tent, and the tent was destroyed. And that's like saying your house will fall. 14 And his fellow answered and said, This is nothing else save the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash, a man of Israel. Into his hand God hath delivered Midian and all the host. The other Midianite soldier is interpreting the dream, saying this means that the Israelites, Gideon's army is going to destroy us. That's the meaning of the dream. 15 And it was so, when Gideon heard the telling of the dream, and the interpretation thereof, that he worshiped, and he returned into the camp of Israel and said, Arise, for the Lord hath delivered into your hand the host of Midian. Gideon is really happy, because these two Midianites have prophesied what's going to happen. 16 And he divided the three hundred men into three companies. There's three companies, hundred men apiece. And he put into the hands of all of them horns and empty pitchers, with torches within the pitchers. God gave Gideon this idea when God had all the other men who left camp leave their horns with the smaller group of men. They're going to use a lot more horns than what they would normally use for 300 men. They're going to use the horns that would signal that there's 30,000 men. He's giving all 300 men something to make noise with and something to make light with. 17 And he said unto them, Look on me and do likewise, and behold, when I come to the uttermost part of the camp, it shall be that as I do, so shall ye do. He's telling all the men, just watch me, it's night time, but they all have lanterns. They can watch Gideon go down into the valley, and they can see what he's doing, and hear what he's doing, because in a valley, the acoustics are really good. So the sound is going to come uphill, and they will hear crystal clear what Gideon is doing. 18 When I blow the horn, I and all that are with me, Then blow ye the horns also on every side of all the camp, And say, For the Lord and for Gideon. They are going to blow their horns and they are going to shout At the same time for the Lord and for Gideon. They are going to circle the whole valley, but it is dark. They each have a horn and a lantern. But to the Midianites who are down in the valley, It is going to look like 30,000 men have circled them. Because they are going to estimate that for each horn there is so many men. And the Midianites are also going to think that every man yelling is yelling to a company of a hundred. Nineteen, so Gideon and the hundred men that were with him came unto the uttermost part of the camp in the beginning of the middle watch. That means he's bringing a hundred men down to the valley, but there's only 200 surrounding in the hilltops. It will look like soldiers are approaching. They'll see at least a hundred approaching and they'll think all the rest are behind them. When they had but newly set the watch, and they blew the horns, and broke in pieces the pitchers that were in their hands. They're blowing the horn, and making a loud clanking sound. Twenty, and the three companies blew the horns, and broke the pitchers, and held the torches in their left hands, and the horns in their right hands, wherewith to blow. And they cried, The sword for the Lord and for Gideon. They're all right-handed. Twenty-one, and they stood every man in his place round about the camp, and all the host ran, and they shouted and fled. The men that are up in the hilltops, they don't even move. But the hundred that are in the valley with Gideon rush into camp. And the Midianites, as soon as they see that first group of a hundred, they flee because they think thousands more are coming. Twenty-two, and they blew the three hundred horns, and the Lord set every man's sword against his fellow, even throughout all the host. And the host fled as far as beth toward Zerera, as far as the border of Abel-Mohola by Tabith. Two things are happening. The Midianites are so terrified that they actually start killing each other. And at the same time, a lot of them start running. 23, and the men of Israel were gathered together out of Nephtali and out of Asher and out of all Manasseh and pursued after Midian. Three tribes have heard that the Midianites are running. So all three tribes are just racing to catch the Midianites and kill the rest of them. Because now that the Midianites are running and terrified and half dead because they have killed some of their own men, now it is going to be easy to take them over. 24 And Gideon sent messengers throughout all the hill country of Ephraim, saying, Come down against Midian and take before them the waters as far as Bethbara, and also the Jordan. They are taking the Jordan back and some of the other waters that the Midianites had stolen from them which would be like wells and streams. So all the men of Ephraim were gathered together and took the waters as far as Bethbara and also the Jordan River. 25 And they took the two princes of Midian, Oreb and Zeb, and they slew Oreb at the Rock of Oreb, and Zeb they slew at the winepress of Zeb. They slew them at their own property as landmarks so that everybody would know clearly who they were and it would be an example to others and pursued Midian, and they brought the heads of Oreb and Zeb to Gideon beyond the Jordan. They left the bodies there at their property, and then they brought the heads to Gideon. He's beyond the Jordan now because the Israelites have now taken the Jordan back. And that concludes Judges chapter 7.